1: One, and we are recording with Mr. Roger Williams, the author of my favorite book, The Metamorphosis of Prime Intellect. You may have thought that because I haven't threatened you, the listener, in a couple months that I don't think you should buy it. That's not true. I'm still threatening, perhaps maybe in a more legal sense. Buy the fucking book. I think it is It is my favorite book ever written. It is what happens when you pass over the edge of the singularity. And all of the potentials and pleasures and evils that and really fulfillments or lack thereof that come with it and it'll be in the description you can get it on lulu or amazon get it on amazon for the same price as lulu if you get it on amazon you give more money to jeff bezos as he eventually becomes the transhuman lex Luthor antichrist and rules the world or you can give a couple extra bucks to roger who eventually will become a transhuman antichrist of the world. So it's really, you're choosing an antichrist. Which one do you want? Roger or Jeff Bezos? I'm not going to begrudge you. You choose one or the other, but buy the fucking book.
0: I'm not a billionaire yet.
1: Not yet. And when you become one though, I look forward to your full degradation into evil. I think it's great, but, To comment on your questions, not only do I have the blue lights now, I have the red lights under the flag, and I have the other lights behind the camera, I'm still very blue. (laughs) And as I was telling you about the the good 4K Sony camera, it scares me. It is like an ancient person coming upon a radio or something. It scares me. It emits noises and sounds and lights I've never seen before. And much like alien technology, when I do harness it, it's great. And it yields wonderful things. It yields wonderful resolution and color palettes.
0: You don't necessarily know why, but I don't it works, know it's why. <laughs> and so
1: when I first got it set up, I remember I was very it was intimidating. Finally, I watched a YouTube video, and I just it's all alien to me. the buttons and menus and meanings and definitions. But once I finally got it to work, I just slowly backed away from it and never there's literally oh yeah you don't mess with it (laughs) there was dust on all the buttons when i moved it because i don't fucking touch it and i put it away and i thought just by turning it off because i turn it off at the end of every podcast i thought i would just turn it back on and it would work and i plugged everything in here when i first set up the whatever two weeks ago and it i realized it wasn't it wasn't set up and i just looked at it and just went i'm still unpacking I'm sick. I'm still sick. I moved yeah. in two weeks ago. I still have the fucking <laughs> flu.
0: You have it too. Yeah, and- I yeah, I, I felt like crap last night. I didn't sleep much, so I'm a little green. This is um, two weeks going,
1: but looking at that, and box is still packed to the ceiling. Yeah. I just looked at the camera and decided you've won for today. I'll <laughs> I'll fight this battle when my army's ready. And uh episode of thousands coming up. And I think I might need to get it figured out for then, but I might not. It's staring at me and I'm staring at it. I might let it have its (laughs) win for now. I'll eventually, I'll be bored one day and I'll be over caffeinated and I'll be ready to dive into it and figure it out. But every day I glance at it and I'm just like, we're not, we're not crossing. We're not taking Berlin today. Yeah. We might take Normandy. We might reclaim France or Paris. (laughs) We're not taking Berlin today. We'll take it. We'll Japan will surrender unconditionally. Yeah. that day is just not today. And oh. uh, <laughs>
0: so, hey, you got your flag up, man. That's, I got my that's flag.
1: The, it's I got the flag up. The chair works. The microphone. The shit that can't break hasn't broken. So um, and uh, you can't see it. I don't know if I sent, but I have now have some Black Friday sale and like a dirty pig. I couldn't resist myself. I have an 86 inch TV <laughs> and then, <laughs> there's my gaming station. You can see the gaming computer, the little side monitor that used to be my gaming monitor uh-huh. right there. That's now just my, like my discord Skype zoom. And there's my yeah. reclining leather chair and the keyboard. And you can't see it, the reflective case. And then maybe I don't want to pull it up, pull this off the wall. You can kinda of, there's the edge of it.
0: It's a picture window, the shape of a TV set, yeah.
1: No, and then it's uh
0: <laughs> a
1: massive, massive four K monitor. Dude, it is a different level of gaming. It is I guess so. <laughs> it is fucking wild. I'll and it's I don't regret anything. I regret nothing. It is amazing. It's I. I threw away the boxes today and I looked like an idiot. I could barely get them in the elevator, but
0: um,
2: yeah.
1: Sorry for that opening monologue, but uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, it's like uh, you know, You texted me and said that you you went over with the previous guest and we're gonna be a little late. Hey, it's your joint, man. That's yeah. whatever whatever you need to do. That's fine. Yeah, you know? I appreciate you, Doc. Yeah, you, uh, you, know, you 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 must have had a good one going. It was well that one. It was also just that one
1: started late. Not started late. I. It was late because of me. But it's all just been a. I. I don't know. I am still sick, and it. Uh, so I. I think I told yeah. you. I, I. I had like a terrible blister on my ankle from moving in here. And uh, it's been oh, he, it's yeah. been he, it's been healing miraculously. And I guess it fucking it doesn't hurt anymore. But I guess I like scratched it open in my sleep last night. Oh, yeah. I, I I went to, like, I went to the bathroom and then went back to sleep for a couple hours and I went to the bathroom again. And then, like, the darkness, I just saw, like, marks all over the floor. And I was like, fuck it. Because I'm OCD clean. I know when a toothbrush is out of line. So I was like... It was bleeding all over the place, right? Flipped on the (laughs) lights. It looks like I killed someone. There's just (laughs) bloody footprints through And I just looked at it and went, I'll get it in the morning. And just went back to bed Luckily my sheets are black, so Mm -hmm. I imagine those also look like a murder weapon.
0: But uh say something about blisters. DMCO. What's that? DMSO. Dimethyl sulfoxide.
2: What's that?
0: It is a miracle drug for burns and crushing injuries and things like blisters. Uh when you have it is it's a very powerful antioxidant. And uh we found out. You know, it's uh, people who own million dollar racehorses use that when they have the beginnings of an injury, they'll massage that into them. In fact, this came from a feed store. Uh, it will never be approved for human use, though, because it is a cheap industrial solvent. So no one can patent it. But if you have uh, a, if you burn yourself, if you have a crushing injury, if you have a blister that is forming. Then what it does is it neutralizes the, uh, the blood cells the white that are released. Blood cells? Yeah. The, well, when you break the capillaries, it releases uh, your red blood cells into the surrounding tissues. They die and they become toxic. Uh. So, their surrounding tissues, that's what causes bruises to spread. That will stop a bruise from spreading dead. Really? Yes. Uh, and this tub that i got from a feed store is actually a gel it's meant to uh you used to be able to get uh get the same stuff as a liquid in a roll-on container so you could just do like that um but i got this when i had my angiogram uh because my legs started to turn purple and it does that because the entry point leaks and that's like classic situation for it uh and the reason I have this here is that I also have some blisters on my feet right now for completely different reasons. Uh, but uh, yeah, this uh, you can get a tub like this for like seven or eight dollars, and it'll last forever. Uh, but uh, the the trick with it is if you uh, if you burn yourself, or if you drop something on your foot or whatever, if you if you sustain a crushing injury that you know is going to form a bruise, get the to the DMSO and slide that stuff on it, and it will keep the Damage from spreading.
1: So yeah, that's what I wanted to ask you, including crushing it, so not just Mm -hmm. not just cuts.
0: Yes, that's uh. And while where it really excels is anything that releases, that breaks blood vessels, and so the the blood is leaking into the surrounding tissue, and that uh causes more damage to the surrounding tissues. The DMSL will stop that from happening. Uh, It also penetrates the skin. Uh, you do have to be a little careful with it if you've been working with chemicals that are toxic because it'll take them inside your body. But uh, for normal people and normal uses, it's not a big deal. Um, but I, I've yeah, you know, we uh, my wife bruises very easily, always has, and when we discovered this stuff like close to thirty years ago now, she she declared it a miracle drug the first time she used it. it. Is that effective? It is. It's it's amazing. And uh, every once in a while, someone starts making noise that it should become approved or something, but nobody's going to spend $80 million for it to go through the approval process when you can't get a patent on it because it's a cheap industrial solvent. <laughs> so they're
1: going to make a, they're going to make an enantiomer of it. They're going to make, fucking, yeah. they're going to make it into a pharmaceutical. Yeah. It's de, de- approval. Yeah. But they're going to make a tweak to it.
0: Yeah, so Well, it's too simple. That's the problem. It's too simple for them to do that kind of shit too. <laughs> well, that's like the
1: argument against. That's why they they don't like psilocybin or LSD. Mm-hmm. One, it's admitting you lost the drug war, but two, it's massive recidivism in in depression, anxiety, substance abuse, yeah. and you can't patent it because
2: it's
0: comes from cow shit. Yeah. Let me. T- t- you know, how much are things changing? Louisiana, of all places just uh uh, legalized mushrooms for psychiatric treatment i i mean it's like you know louisiana legalized hallucinogens, not for recreational use but for Uh, yeah but for therapeutic use and for personal use so you if you want to grow magic mushrooms in louisiana it's legal now as long as it's for your own use it's the foot in the there is
1: nothing (laughs) funnier i've said this a million times before then the propaganda hysterical scare that weed is the gateway drug and you know (laughs) you start smoking weed you'll be you'll be doing other drugs and like the funniest thing about how like it's a hundred percent true like the decriminalization of weed in like boulder and how it is leading but in the best possible way Mm -hmm. but it is like it's just starting with weed, relax, and then 15 years later. Yeah, so Louisiana, you can get mushrooms in Louisiana. It's like, what the <laughs> fuck? But like there is nothing funnier than the fact that like they their fears were correct. But it's good. But it is fucking hilarious that like it is the gateway drug. Yeah. <laughs> like I, yeah. I, no, you were right. You were right. It was the gateway drug. <laughs> <laughs> it it's to me that is amazing. It's
0: the gateway to the legalization of everything else. Oh, just and it's a good it time.
1: Thing. Yeah, no. Your yes. mechanism of action, your hypothesis was correct. It is the gateway mm-hmm. drug The you were you were wrong in that your conclusion was bad. And that it turned out to be a good thing. But there is nothing funnier than the fact that it's just weed, it's boulder, it's a yeah. it's a state, they can vote how they want. Fast forward 15 years, you can you can yeah. buy LSD in Chicago. <laughs> it's like, wait. Yeah.
0: Well, there are just so many studies that shows that hallucinogens are really useful for people who have like PTSD and all. And you've oh, yeah. got a lot of veterans that are dealing with shit like that from the Iraq war and, and, and all. It's uh you know, you don't want to put something like that on the shelf. But on the other hand, this shit has been around for like this this stuff this stuff has been known about for at least eighty years. Yeah. Like I said, these are sold to people who own million dollar racehorses. They would not be putting this on their horses if it was going to to harm them it's uh, it's yeah. to prevent tissue damage from spreading uh and I can tell you the first time you uh have a burn or, or what you know is going to become a really bad bruise and you use it and you see what it does you'll be converted
2: <laughs> it's,
0: it's fucking criminal it's criminal it's not more why I
1: I had never heard of it
0: yeah it's it's one of those things that if you uh it's because the pharma industry doesn't want you knowing about miracle drugs, they can't patent. I guess it's uh, it's fucking it's 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 criminal. Yeah, and and of course there are no proper medical sources because it can't be approved for medical. So you have to, you know The people who package this stuff up are basically buying it as an industrial solvent, and they're getting the purest form that they can, obviously. But no one is approving it to medical grade yeah. because there's no market for that. Yeah. Uh, still, I've been. Using the, this, this stuff, and and I haven't grown a third here yet, and uh, you know it, it's uh, it's like I said, if you've got blisters, it will the uh, way you're used to them doing, and it won't keep getting bigger. Just a little PSA from your local Roger
1: fucking wild
0: sorry your 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 connection's
1: breaking up your image is frozen Tommy, yeah you hear me or now you're getting the frozen roger you there
0: yeah you yeah yeah i was getting i was getting the frozen with you okay so. yeah
1: I, I figured it was gonna it normally happens where you get it and then <laughs> or I, I get it from you and i know that you're about to get it
0: from me um yeah. well um well yeah yeah you're coming in kind of okay well you you're back now but you were broken up and freezing. That figure so probably fun. means somebody dropped something at the ISP. Or... Oh, it's or, Twitter, or. Twitter, finally implode.
1: <laughs> oh, fuck. that! I mean, that's... So, I, well, I was going to say, because I, well, I got, I got Dale in an hour and 20 minutes, we can do a reading or we can just riff, because there's fertile, there's fertile ground for riffing, but we also haven't done a reading in a minute, and I wanted to make sure that I still provided that opportunity. I don't want to have too much discontinuity. Or yeah. we can riff about the fact that the twitter servers are probably <laughs> reaching fusion temperature right now
0: yeah uh either is good for me uh yeah we don't but I, I thought we would have time to do both but it's uh we're, we're kind of like looking at one or the other now but that's up that's up to you man it's your joint uh you. we will be starting book three so uh we will probably want to do the next four readings pretty much consecutively because they will be book three um uh, so I, considering a lot of stuff has happened, maybe we should just riff tonight because we had our time cut a little shorter. Yeah. Uh, I just want, I just want to make sure I, I still threw that out there. Oh yeah. Um, it's, it's uh I, like I said, I just, I don't think we're going anywhere.
1: <laughs> I, I always say that. I always think that too. I'm always, I always just, I hear, I just find myself saying to myself in my head, I'm like, podcast isn't going anymore. I'm always just like, I feel like there is a me in some distant timeline that's like it's called foreshadowing
0: <laughs> look <laughs> out
1: look and then now even now just saying that as a joke am i like projecting some intention in the universe yeah, but yeah. whatever fuck it, but who look cares. at look,
0: look at it on the bright side it's like uh there's a uh left-wing guy named jeff tedrick who's a, a very popular twitter guy on the left and he tweeted uh about a week ago well, I've done a lot of stupid shit in my life, but I've never taken $44 billion, poured gasoline all over it, and set it on fire.
1: Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. I've never... I've never... A, I do like the meme uh, where it's like, Elon's a fucking retard. He bought Twitter for $44 billion. I got it on the App Store for free. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's
0: stupid. It's not original, it, but I did like you s- did you see that that somebody presumably one of the disgruntled Twitter uh employees or ex-employees spent Friday night uh projecting uh images on the Twitter headquarters, building headquarters uh basically Elon Musk fixed and then various comments about him scrolling to the right Oh that's uh, hilarious. My favorite was rocket Karen. I <laughs> I've called him Rocket Karen now for about three people who have just instantly decided that's his nickname. Rocket Karen. That's, <laughs> didn't someone do that?
1: I want to say as soon as Trump was elected, someone did it on an embassy. Yes, or something.
0: They, were doing, they were doing it on Trump Tower. That's, it's a thing now. They were doing it on the Russian embassy after the nah, Ukraine well, war started.
1: I thought I saw it on Reddit
0: years ago. Because it's a very difficult thing to stop, especially if you're in a major American city and it's foreign, you know, it's like, if it's a it's an embassy or something. What can you do about it? I'm sure eventually they're going to find a, they're going to find a rule for
1: embassies. They're going to say it's like some form of warfare or something. Well, I'm not for it. I'm just, I, I see that the powers that be eventually will yeah. crack down on it. I
0: don't know. It's been, you know, it's, it, it's, it's just, it's light you know it's it, it's just a comment
1: that's how you and i view it as rational human beings who yeah. value and we're pressure. in the united states where you know that's how you and i value
0: expression and it's just light although i saw a, a really detailed uh thing about uh ellen musk's philosophy uh yesterday that uh suggests what he really believes is that uh he's more of an ayn randian uh not an individualist in the sense that everyone should be free but he thinks that it's time for the technocratic elites to take over so stuff can get done properly and that those guys like him have to be free and fuck everyone else well that's there's no precedent for that in
1: human history that's never gone wrong right we know what's best (laughs) we should be free we should that's never I just feel like as we're saying that, that's never happened. That's where you just superimpose just like Mm -hmm. just still frames of like
0: black and white marching
1: over cities. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And uh no and I've been telling people when you know people ask me, is has (laughs) is is Twitter going to be destroyed? I I believe Twitter has already been destroyed. I think if Musk got a visit from the spirit of Christmas future tonight and realized all the shit he's done wrong and tried to undo it it's too late uh i was a prominent member of a site that disintegrated because there was no moderate you know the moderation was inadequate and the community fell apart i've seen it happen
1: and uh, our our world politics of 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 i've i just remember i remember because i lived with my parents for five years and they had They had like an iMac done and I would just kind of scroll on the iMac when I ate food. And I remember our world politics. There was some argument about like moderation or something.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And, they were like, well, you know, like it's it's leaning too far left. Like we need more voices from the right. And then eventually, someone came from out of like left field, no pun intended, and was like, "You guys are moderating it in terms of America. Like this is our world politics." Somebody else is like, <laughs> "It's an American company." And someone's like, "But it should stand up to the ideals of world politics. And it's like, well, then it should be freedom of expression for everyone. And so eventually, the argument somehow came to a head that you're allowed to post porn there. That It eventually reached that point, right? It's like that. What's that rule where it's like given enough amount of time, any online argument will eventually invoke Hitler. Yeah. Like pose law or something. Well, there's um, gotta be another rule for eventually it goes to the nth degree. And it was some transsexual with huge tits and a huge dick. And like that was on the front page. And it was like, and not only that, but technically your title didn't need to be accurate, so it was like the new president of Norway. I don't even know if Norway has a president, and if it was, this certainly wasn't them. And it was like some—they <laughs> actually like, have a monarchy, but yeah, <laughs> whatever. What? A, and then the next one was like some chick getting in the ass, and it was like a you know, and it was like oh, here's like the
0: capital of well, like like sweet. And, the point is, is yeah. Well, this is this is what Ellen didn't understand is he thought he was buying a tech company and there's nothing all that special about the tech of Twitter. You know, okay. He was, what made Rogan's not breaking any new ground using a camera and a microphone. No, what made Twitter, what it was, was that it is a network of communities. That's what Ellen was buying and they were established and the rules had frozen out to a point where they mostly worked, which is extremely difficult, as you notice with our world politics, when you have very diverse groups, uh, it makes it very hard because you've got the left and the right, and you've got, uh, other countries that believe in authoritarianism all mixed together and making that work is a major pain in the ass. Uh, One of the things he didn't understand is one of the reasons Twitter had so many employees was was moderation and content moderation.
2: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It
0: is essential for something like Twitter or Facebook or even Reddit because the individual subreddits are moderated by the people who founded the, the subreddits. They're done mm-hmm. in different ways, but the ones that don't have good moderation and keep things on track tend to dissolve because people stopped going there because it's chaos that was what happened to corrosion the site that put my novel online uh the founder saw it as an experiment in community self-moderation and when it was clear that the system he had developed wasn't doing the job instead of fixing it he decided to watch it go down the tubes
2: Hmm.
0: and uh which was very disappointing but again you had in that day you you really had there was a whole culture that thought trolling was an art form and there was a significant fraction of the users at corrosion who subscribed to that idea and if you didn't keep a tamper on them then the people creating the quality content Uh, <clears throat> eventually would go away because they were harassed and they felt like they you know, couldn't uh, have a forum where they could have their say and not, you know, and all. Uh, it eventually reached the point where uh, I couldn't post there anymore. I, and I stuck it out to the bitter end and I've seen several people, Jeff Dedrick is one of them, saying that, well, I'll stick it out to the bitter end while they create their Mastodon accounts. But they're like, well, I'll stick it out on Twitter to the bitter end. But if they're not going to have moderation, uh, if they've thrown away the entire uh, structure that evolved, I mean, a lot of the people that uh, Musk fired have been there since the Ruby on, whales, or on Rails fail whale days in the early early going. They've seen how it evolved. Mm-hmm. They know what goes wrong. And now, Musk just basically threw all of that institutional knowledge away because he doesn't believe that it it's valuable. Well, he's about to find out otherwise. Uh, the thing is, Twitter is so large that it will take time for it to fall. There was a beautiful turn of phrase uh, in a science fiction novel that I read in the 1970s uh, where a group of people is on, standing on the moon of their habitable world and watching it explode. And... He said, events unfolded with the deceptive slowness of a mighty event seen from a great distance. Hmm. Because if you think about it, something traveling the speed of sound seen from a quarter million miles away yeah, might not look that impressive, but it's really fucking impressive if you're on the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, an asteroid
1: impact from the moon, you're like, oh, it's just kind of slowly spreading. Meanwhile, on Earth, it's going Mach
0: ten, yeah,
1: ripping up mountains, yeah.
0: Um, so so that I think that's where Twitter is. I think that it's going. You know, basically, it's it's the airplane where the gremlins have removed all of the rivets, but the wings haven't fallen off yet.
1: I think, and so I look at it, and I tend to. Whenever I attribute incompetence and I know I should be attributing malice, I also try to do vice versa and go wherever I'm attributing malice. I also have to include possible incompetence. When I look at like just examples of record companies signing like a band and selling them out, you know, they sell out and all of a sudden like a punk rock band, it's like 1995 Blink-182 and then 10 years later they're playing at the Pepsi Center and it's like, wait, (laughs) you guys were like a garage band from San Diego and now you're <laughs> being filmed in front of AK cameras <laughs> with like $10,000 mosh pit tickets and your ETH work. Okay, I get it. You know, mm. I, I've said on here, I hope eventually people look back at the early podcast and say that's before the sellout days, because that will imply that I eventually made it and I eventually made enough money to go retire and do philanthropy, whatever. But that doesn't make those record companies stupid. Does it make them soulless? Sure. Mm-hmm. But not stupid if if we're defining intelligence as a fiduciary responsibility right so you do these things and then a a small craft beer company and it gets bought by anheuser-busch sure it becomes mainstream the owners don't think it's stupid you as an original you know fan of it wherever white claw started they might go white claw is so mainstream now but to some retard like me who had never heard of White Claw until a year ago, and now I get him and I'm like, this is pretty good. They don't care. They they I don't think they have any illusions about the raping, the, the originality of it to death, but yeah. they may not care. They may look at it as a as a cost thing and go, it's dead. And it's all, we're only going to be able to milk it for a couple of years, but we can get a lot out of it. I say all of that to say. Because he has such a an ecosystem of other companies. I would think that there's probably some AI learning that is valuable from being at the helm of Twitter that you and I might view, and rightfully so, as you're destroying this place. He might look at it and go, this is valued at $44 billion. Maybe they did an appraisal of it, however you would do it, and when it has $80 billion worth of machine learning in it.
0: I don't know. But actually would... most 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 people figure it the other way around he paid okay. about five times what the company was worth okay uh, uh, if you base if you base it on what twitter could actually earn he's he's going to find out everybody is already saying the stupidest thing he ever did now was not paying the billion dollars to just get out of the to get out the fine oh yeah no that yeah. was uh no. he's going to lose a lot more than that as things stand uh He is almost certainly going to lose Twitter itself and probably Tesla because the loans that uh, supported the other 12 billion are backed by his Tesla stock. Mm -hmm. So the Saudi Arabians will end up owning Tesla and the banks will end up owning whatever the hell is left of Twitter and Musk will be okay. He still has SpaceX and, you know, he he might not be the richest man in the world anymore, but he'll He'll still be be in the running um but yeah it, it was just the thing he it's a perfect example of someone who thinks they're good at everything because they've been proven good at something yeah and he, the other thing you got to remember about musk is that he was born with a silver spoon in his mouth you know his he inherited a, a, a what is a diamond mine or a gold emerald. mine or something em- emerald emeralds yeah so uh he is used to people telling him he's the smartest man in the room because they want to curry his favor they've been uh-huh. doing that since he was about this eye uh so he does not have the experience of being proven wrong and that makes for a very dangerous uh lack of reality in your worldview. uh and i think that's all this is i've seen post after post of people speculating especially on the left is like oh he bought twitter to deliberately destroy it it's like no nobody does that that's I don't, yeah. I, no, yeah it, nobody it, deliberately throws away 40 billion with a B dollars. That's not, it's that's probably, not how rich people become rich. It's probably uh, hubris. It's hubris. Yes. And the the thing, is, but you know, is like, nor, and normally, if you did do what Ellen is doing, you would come in with a plan. You would have a team of advisors. You would study the situation. You wouldn't just go in and start ripping the place apart on day two like he did. No one has ever done that on this scale that, that I'm aware of. Uh, buy a company that size and fire half the employees the next day. I mean, firing the board, yes, you've seen that. that
1: yeah, that's, that's part and
0: parcel. But he fired half the employees without so even knowing what they did. So within a few days, he's having to go back to some of them hat in hand and there ask if go. they'll hey, come uh, back. Hey, you, uh, I forgot you're the only one who has the keys to the server room. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and there was a tweet uh, chain, the Twitter, you know, a, a right. chain of tw- tweets this morning about you know fifty only fifty six technical ways Twitter could die, and it was just all of the technical things that can go wrong because you fired all your experts and you have this enormously complicated, vast thing there. Okay. What happens if this goes wrong? What happens if that goes wrong? And he was just, and this is a guy who did this kind of uh, enterprise level IT work for other companies for his own. And he's just like, you know, do you, do you know how to respond to it? If uh, another country comes in and says, we want you to put all your data on servers in our country now, you know, that do you have the legal people? Do you have, do you have the engineering, uh, uh, ability to even do that? If you decide to comply, do you, you know, it's like, uh, so right, right now it's like the doors are locked. Mm-hmm. He, he, he realized that he had stepped in it so bad that he had to basically freeze the situation, lock all the doors, take a step back and figure out who has access to what. Cause if you look at those 56 technical ways that Twitter could die, all it takes is one of those thousands of disgruntled ex workers who knows where something bad is lurking to. Yeah. And you may not have anyone who can straighten it out and they're just going to sit back and go enjoy so it, like, Ellen. It's
1: like, uh, when <laughs> the space shuttle, when, uh, Challenger exploder on the way, Columbia disintegrated on the way down. It's like mm-hmm. when Col- you can find the videos of like the moment they realize it's happening, and I didn't realize this, um, but you can see the like, the director, he's sitting there and he, he, as they're realizing. You know, it's like you know,
0: and, and the first thing they do is lock the doors. Lock the doors.
1: Control. I remember the first time I saw that. I think I was like 15. The first time I saw that video, mm-hmm. I thought they were worried about sabotage. I was like, that's so badass. But I now realize they're it's a crime scene. We want to know yeah. what happened, so it doesn't happen again in the future, right? So, on one hand, he actually is doing lock, which is kind of ironic. Back to rockets, there is some sort of the universe. The problem is
0: everyone has already left the building.
1: It's a little bit of an iffy, but like that's a little <laughs> bit of an asterisk. But much like I have to not always attribute to malice, which can be incompetence, and not always attribute to incompetence, which is also malice. There's another part. It's like I didn't vote for Biden. But I'm not someone that's going sit, to sit here and say Biden's stupid, because if Biden's stupid, then what am I? You're in the Oval <laughs> Office. You have access to the nuclear codes. You don't have to like Donald Trump. You don't have to like Barack Obama. You get to a point where it's
0: like Tom Brady doesn't know what he's doing. You may not like him. He's You try, has, quarter, you try quarterbacking an NFL football team sometime. <laughs> and get
1: seven. He Tom Brady has more championships than any other franchise. Mm hmm. So there's another part of me that has to go. He could be burning it down, but I also have to be very aware from my own point of view and go. I'm also I'm also broken shop at Walmart and drive a Civic. I I can't exactly look at the guy worth a third of a trillion dollars and go, let me tell you what he's doing wrong. So it's like I have to be. Aware of like my own. People that say AOC is an idiot, dude, she's younger than me and she's in Congress. You don't have to like her. Mm-hmm. But if if she's an idiot, what are you? And if she's an idiot, how come you're not doing what she's doing? So I have to have, just as an asterisk, my own humility to go, I'm still buying in bulk. I I got to be a little cautious about me going, that guy worth $300 billion, who's the biggest contractor well, in the Pentagon, let me tell you a thing
0: or two about him well you have just so my thing, th-
1: my own aside I have yeah
0: to. well the thing about uh my, well well first of all the thing about like biden and aoc and all it's like okay first of all if you look at what uh joe biden has managed to accomplish in his first two years despite all of the forces arrayed against him it is actually pretty impressive but he spent decades as a senator mm-hmm. he knows how to get things done in this cat herding environment in washington that is a skill nancy pelosi has it okay uh very few of the up-and-coming republicans have it that's not because they're republicans it's because they just don't have it this is going to be a really interesting congress because the republicans have technically have the majority but i don't think they have a majority that will vote in lockstep on anything
1: I think you're right on that. Uh, I, I don't so, think there's a. I don't think it's a unified.
0: So yeah, you know, Pelosi might have only had two votes in her, you know, in her majority, but she had the ability to get her caucus in line, and get them to do what needed to be done. I don't think there's anybody on the Republican side that can do that. They've got like what maybe 10 vote surplus now, uh, to, <laughs> give or take. I think there's a couple of elections left to be resolved, and they've already got like four or five of the crazies that have gone i'm a hard no for kevin mccarthy being speaker that's not going to happen doesn't take much of that and you don't have a consensus on who's leading the party
1: i think you're i and most people i know even the most staunch conservatives i know myself included that has always been a a like a thing i do respect is like they've 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 got them in line the the left has an ability for like them and, or not. Oh, and this
0: and this is a new thing this has totally switched places in the last 10 years or so because it used to be the republicans that had everybody on their side in lockstep if they had one surplus vote they could get their caucus to stand in line hey if and dick cheney says we're want.
1: torturing brown farmers by golly we're doing it it's
0: damn it yeah and it was the democrats who were like i don't belong to an organized political party i'm a democrat you yeah know, and, and so but now it's the other way around Pelosi has uh, shown how it can be done in the House and the Re- and the Republicans have split. It's they're really the Republican Party is two parties now. Mm-hmm. they they nominally coexist, but they're not really the same party. They don't have the same goals. And when they get to things like electing leadership, they are not going to be all on the same page. there's there's, you know, there's going to be lots of popcorn being eaten by people on the left watching how this goes out because after after Pelosi's reign, then they're going to be like, "Oh, look at these assholes!" But uh, and the... it will it will shift and
1: in, in, in ten years we'll be we'll be looking. This will some, this will serve someone up for better or worse. Mm-hmm. The the fractionalized nature will what does that always precede? That always precedes a a strong leader. So you could say a fractioned left 10 years ago, then you get Trump. And now, like you said, it's a new thing for it to all be in lockstep. That would, you'd say, you know, if, if Biden reads the playing field or read the playing field two years ago, that's what he saw. You'll have someone in 10 years who will play on that and go, we all know it's a fractioned, right? Here I am. I'm Bob Smith from wherever the fuck, and I'm going to whip them all online. And yeah. it's,
0: I, I don't think that, yeah, honestly, what I think is about to happen, and again, mighty events seen from a great distance, it's going to take a little while. I think the Republican Party is turning into two parties. And this has happened in American history a couple of times before. Uh, and I think we're watching it happen again. The, you know, one of the two factions of the Republican Party will keep the name Republican Party. Mm-hmm. The other will form a new party. Mm-hmm. for a brief period of time there will be three valid valid parties and then it will somehow shake back down into two parties Absolutely. that are in opposition because there's no room for a third small party in the united states so the whoever's there will probably end up aligning with democrats in order to form a majority. get absorbed yeah uh, which is
1: which is no. which is sad because i genuinely think we would all benefit
0: from a a third stronger party well, uh, so many of the rules about how Congress works have well, it, to be changed, It's, a,
1: though. It, it's about the very – it's not just that America is a two-party system. It's like our very, like, code of law kind of in it, order to have any majority and have you have yeah. to posture in a way that forms – no i get that
0: yeah i mean i mean you you could have a parliamentarian system where you small parties can have a word because one of the big parties might have to make an alliance with you in order to get the majority and form a government yeah but we don't have that you know it's yeah i, I like to say we're running democracy 1.0 totally unpatched no security fixes just letting this fucker we <laughs> are just letting it run and on uh, no all zero day exploits it's yeah just, yeah
1: no yeah Uh, all all glitch features gta online you know go run and touch this tree and a million dollars appears Yeah, no we're like every other country
0: every other country that does democracy now has better procedures and better voting methods and stuff than we do we're just
1: raw dog in it
0: but well and our founders recognized the danger of letting those things get changed too easily and so uh they made it very difficult to make fundamental changes in the u.s government uh because they re- they recognized that certain forces would take advantage of, of power,
1: it. then you' change the actual code of law and make the
0: illegal shit you're doing legal, and then all of a sudden, right, yeah, dictate. so it. that's uh a- a- another thing, but uh i th- I think yeah we yeah we've had what two schisms like this you had the Whigs, they went away, then the post civil war. What was the realignment? No,
1: was, was that ever a big thing? The know nothings?
0: Yeah, the know nothings. Uh, that was all pre that was pre-Civil War. Uh, but but yeah, we've had a couple of things because we had two parties when the country was founded, neither of which exist anymore. That's wild. <laughs> but I guess that kind of points to it's so,
1: probably the natural state of this country then.
0: Yeah. So I think this is a realignment that happens periodically in American politics. And it's startling because it hasn't happened in living memory so we're going to figure it out again uh but the you know and, and we're doing it in the midst of new technologies like social media and all that didn't exist in the past but you know in the past you had pamphleters we've talked about those
1: mm-hmm. you know i actually brought those up like a week ago in the the porn episode
0: mm-hmm.
1: i actually meant i actually oddly enough reference reference that like in the last couple days
0: yeah well it's a central thing in history uh that was the social media of its day was uh you would get a small printing press and print pamphlets and distribute them on street corners uh very you know twitter's a lot easier obviously well it's all a lot easier with modern technology which is why it's so much more chaotic but it's not a totally unknown thing to have these uh fractions and divisions and stuff and uh you know we're really still kind of wrestling with the whole fallout from slavery uh i mean to this day uh and you know a lot of the racial animosity and the stuff that's going on uh really goes back to slavery and reconstruction and, uh, you know, the lost cause. Uh, so (sighs) it's very hard to see where exactly where it's going to go. I just look at this and go, I see analog and I see how this has happened before. I don't, I don't see us having the same two parties in the future that we had in the 1990s that that's never going to happen again uh one of those two parties is now two parties itself Mm -hmm. and in the three-body problem of american politics you have to reform into two parties
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and so that makes some unlikely alliances uh and that's likely to be an interesting problem i have seen serious suggestions that the democrats might uh Form an alliance with some of the non-crazy Republicans to uh, elect a non-crazy Republican Speaker of the House, mostly with mostly Democratic support. Now, whether that could seriously happen, I don't know, but technically it could. And given the chaos within the Republican Party, I would not be surprised at all if something like you know if, if we wake up one day and see something like that. You know, moderate person from Kansas is now speaker of the house. He's not even a representative, but everyone could agree on him. I'm still holding
1: out on me getting that position. It's, <laughs>
0: it's a small fraction, but I can
1: I can hold that. Hey Roger, I gotta go to the bathroom real quick. Uh so I have a I'm like one of the few units in this building that has a washer dryer. I don't know how I lucked out on that lottery poll, but I do. <laughs> but uh the, for whatever reason, this is an old building and it's like not built for it. So like the thing, just like the hot air, there's just like a tube. It just dumps out, but like not out of my apartment. And so (laughs) what it does is it just like, and so it doesn't spew out dust everywhere. It has like a container, has like a custom made thing that clamps around it. And it just has water and the water collects all the dust. And then when the water evaporates, you can get rid of the dust. It's like a more complicated dust filter. Mm-hmm. This apartment is better than my old apartment in every way except for the washer dryer. But I never quite realized just how much thick, humid air a what a surprise dryer pumps out when it's drying mm. your wet shit. Yeah, all that water
0: the, goes out into the air. <laughs> I
1: realized this the other day. I walked out; it was my dryer was running during a podcast, and I walked out, and all the windows were fogged up. And I was like, "What the <laughs> fuck?" And it was like hot, and there was like, like everything was kind of moist. And I was like, "What the?" F-? So now when I when I run it, I open the windows. I just ha- I just know to do that beforehand. But we're also in a weird spot in that I am in Maine and it is November, and it's mm-hmm. right now. It's let's see, it's twenty nine
0: degrees. That there's a there's a building. I don't know if I don't know if you. Can- yeah, you uh, mentioned it before
1: yeah you, you probably your,
0: person, your, your personal thermometer and personal well.
1: thermo- time and temperature building
2: uh <laughs> but
1: because of that it's very fucking cold and then you but you don't even have to have the windows open all the time it's just like 90% of it when it's gone you can do the last little bit and it's fine so i can always tell when the the laundry is getting finished Cause all of a sudden I can start to feel the cold air as it's not. Cause as that's pumping it out and the cold air is coming in, you're just hitting yeah. equilibrium. So it's like hundred degree, yeah. hot, humid air meeting winter air. And it cancels out to, I don't notice it, but I've noticed in the last like 10 minutes, my feet are cold as the cold air is at the bottom <laughs> of the apartment. And that is my sign that it's time to close the windows. So with that, Roger monologue.
0: Okay. Uh, all right. Well, as a, uh... Tommy likes me to mention, if you, uh, want a paper copy of my book, Tommy's favorite book, the metamorphosis of prime intellect, uh, you can get it from Amazon. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but if you have a little extra time, uh, you could go to Lulu, L U L U.com. we get it from them. It'll be the same price, but <laughs> excuse me. Uh, I get a lot more of the money because Lulu's the publisher of origin. And when you're buying it from them, they don't have the overhead uh, of paying Amazon and the distribution network and all they handle the sale themselves and their customer service is very good. I've been a satisfied customer for many years. Uh, but when you order from Amazon, I get a lot less because they take a cut in order to cover their, uh, their costs and their profit margin. Uh, so, uh, and the difference is like $6 versus a dollar 50 per copy. Uh, so I'm not trying to make a huge amount of money per copy here. Um, uh, but, uh, by far the most of my sales are through Amazon because that's the easiest thing. That's what most people do. And so I don't begrudge that if you've got an Amazon gift card or something, knock yourself out, buy it from them. Uh, but yeah, you know, if, uh, you have a little extra time and, and you want to do me a solid, that would be kind of nice. Uh, meanwhile, if you want an audiobook, well, there's no. The, the best audiobook actually is on YouTube right now. If you uh, Google audiobook uh, or, or put it in the search, Metamorphosis Prime, Unlocked Audio. Uh, there's a relatively recent one that was done earlier this year uh, who fed it through a very advanced AI voice. Uh, you know text to voice program and it's actually serviceable I mean it's not perfect you can tell that it's mechanical but it's not jarringly mechanical and I consider it a serviceable alternative if you'd rather not read the printed book uh, and of course if you want an ebook uh, for any of those and else you know, like if you want it for your Kindle air Amazon is the publisher of origins so just go ahead and get it from them they uh, uh, so uh, they're a few alternatives now uh it's been around for in the public eye now for 20 years wow Uh, and of course i have a few other things one of these days we'll get to book three of the curators uh (laughs) the schedule kind of crept up on us tonight i think and Not much else going on. It's that time of year when everyone drives crazy. Be careful out on the roads. There's a bunch of drunk people out there.
1: Aside from that, everything about this apartment is awesome. That's the only part. I'm out there and I'm, I know that I'm also in like the early stages of learning this. In a couple months, I'll have it mastered. I'll be like, hold on, Roger, we're 10 minutes in and I got to go. But right now, I'm still very much so in like the, I just arrived at the new world. And I'm like, who are these Native Americans? Should we trade with them? And in a month, I'll be <laughs> genociding them. But right now, I'm still trying. <laughs> and uh, so right now, I'm like still trying to figure. I think I've got it figured out. I think I, if I just crack the windows, that that makes it so I can't get too high because it will just reach an equilibrium. And then mm-hmm. if I leave the bathroom fan on, which is right next to it, I think that sucks it out. And the heat rises. So I think that. Yeah. But I'm trying to. And I have these like digital therm that are like built into the wall so I can like look at different rooms and see what the temperature is. So I'm still trying to like figure out it's <laughs> this weird, I don't know what it. Is. I will say though, I do less laundry. I am using less power because I'm just like, it's a fucking bitch and I don't want to do it right now. Um, also, I think I told you, yeah, and I didn't realize that I told you this last time, there's no, you can't buy plastic bags at groceries st- or any stores here and yeah. what i thought was an immovable part of my life where i was like motherfucker i'll admit you buy a reusable bag once and just leave it in your car bring your backpack you don't need plastic bags so i'll admit yeah. um,
0: but that may not seem important but and uh but the At, every, box... every place where they've done that has reported the same thing people get used to it very quickly and it eliminates all of the plastic bags floating around the freaking roads you know it's you know it's astonishing how many of those things end up just floating around in the environment uh and you know yeah they're convenient and all that but uh lots of things (laughs) i was also raised by
1: parents who my parents are more hardcore recyclers than anyone I've ever met in my life. And not not just cans, but I mean like separate containers in our garage and once a month you bring them to like the recycling center for newspaper or wrappers or tin or whatever the fuck. And one thing has always been collect all the plastic bags and then you can actually bring it to Walmart and they do have like a recollection thing where they'll go like boil them down and reuse them. Mm-hmm. So I always did that at my old place, but still the importance of that is not plastic bag Then wow. yes or no is more so i always do like it and i because i do practice what i preach i don't just say it on the podcast i always do like when an immutable immovable part of my psyche or belief system is changed and not even by force but where i'm just like oh you don't eat it
2: mm-hmm.
1: i always just I, to me that's one of the most delicious parts of life is when something you truly whatever the fuck believed in and then that changes yeah and and
0: it, and it, it happens remarkably fast and it's remarkable it's, and, and, and it tops yeah and and the other thing is is the attitude of other people because it's like i'll go to all right the self-checkout at walmart with three items okay which i can easily carry in my hands it's like i'm i'm at, i'm at work i run down there's a walmart half you know half a mile from my place of business. I'll go down to the deli and pick up a few things for lunch for the next few days. I can easily carry them. So I won't put them in a bag, but I will print a receipt out so that when I'm walking out the door, they won't accuse me of shoplifting. But the way people look at you when you don't put your shit in the bag, it's like, dude, what planet are you from? Yeah. Uh planet not wanting to waste another gram of plastic. You know, I need another plastic bag. Like I don't really, uh but you know even just a little thing like that like not putting the one thing you bought at home depot in a bag before you carry it out the door people look at you like yeah this guy from mars or something you don't know about plastic bags it's like yeah i know about them but i don't need a plastic bag for one box of screws <laughs>
1: <laughs> but i always i always like and to me it's it's like what it represents is I always because what it is is it's kind of a thread and you tug on it and you realize there's a whole nother sweater it's like when my mom first started dating my dad my mom is from like like suburban New Jersey I guess technically it's all the metro of New York and my dad (laughs) is from just
0: don't tell that to anyone from New
1: Jersey man (laughs) and then like my dad is from like we are like the mountain people of northern new hampshire right and my mom was like so shocked when she first went and like you know after they'd been dating like went to his hometown she was scared every truck had a shotgun in the back window and she's from new york you know Her, her uncles were all like dea fbi there's the fucking mob I think my uncle, like he's passed, but but he was in like witness protection, like (laughs) fucking hardcore shit. And then you go up there and it's like, that guy's got a gun. And you realize, well, not only do they all hunt, it's also a very, very unwealthy area. And no, it is a thing to, if you see a partridge, shoot the fucking bird because there's free dinner. Mm -hmm. And even that you see how quickly my mom adapted to where it's like, oh, don't sweat it something that you grew up with, like that's a gun. Like you should call the police versus within like 10 days. It was like, <laughs> Oh, they're probably going to shoot something on the way home from the mill, like the yeah. paper mill. But I always find it interesting. So even just something I had never thought of two weeks ago, like, Oh, it's not that it's advised that you don't buy plastic bags. It's, you can't do it here. And, you know, me, my first, I'm like, Oh, we're a bunch of fucking hippies. And then after two days, I'm like, well, I can't do it. And after 5 days i'm like well this isn't my city i did move here this is their place that these people <laughs> live i'm fucking an alien here <laughs> finally like oh it's a, it's a dollar for this reusable bag So now i'm just like i can already i can already start to feel it seeping into my brain or like someone that me 2 weeks ago would have called insufferable now i'm just like i find myself like you know you really don't need plastic i can see myself becoming a snooty douchebag and I have to catch myself and be like vice versa is true In Tommy, another, you snow,
0: Tommy you snowflake you Are you snowflake <laughs> fucking liberal and it's
1: like but then it's like no what that really does is you start to see the fluidity of society and you yeah. go oh I also okay I, and then you, then you go down to Valdosta Georgia for three days and you go oh I get the whole God's guns America thing and they're all farmers and they're all small you go oh I get it it's yeah so i don't know, kind of a random thing it's like and
0: on the flip side look at all the people who thought electric vehicles were the you know most stupid horrible things in the world until they got in a tesla in insane mode and hit the accelerator and they realized what a, what an electric car can and do. look how many <laughs>
1: fucking conservatives now love elon despite him being the electric car messiah and mm-hmm. then vice versa how many hippies are like he's the devil and it's like i thought he was the electric car messiah yeah the fluidity of it all is
0: he, he, Elon is a multi-dimensional asshole. He manages to be an asshole to everybody. It's impressive. I'm not going to say it's not impressive. <laughs> you, you don't have to like it, but it is impressive. Yeah. Uh, no, he. Uh, but I think he stepped in it. Uh, it this, is, this is going to be one of the truly spectacular business implosions of the modern era. I mean, uh, it. it it's and and it's not because I'm saying, well, you know, look at this idiot, Elon Musk. Obviously, he he does know how to do certain things. He, the advantage he has at both SpaceX and Tesla is that he has a lot of employees who are themselves evangelists. They believe in his cause. They're sure. at SpaceX because they want humans to become a multiplanetary species. They're at Tesla because they believe in EVs are are the future. That gas sure. cars can't be the future. Steve he Jobs. Goes, Steve Jobs curated that environment as well, right? But then you go. Then he buys Twitter. He's mm-hmm. owned Twitter for about ten minutes, and he starts rearranging things in ways that he obviously has not thought through. Uh, you know, normally before you start doing the sort of thing that he did at Twitter, you have a consultant team, you have advisors, you do a a prospectus, you. You 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 go through figure out who all the employees are and what they do so you know which ones you want to fire and he didn't do any of that. Now that's not me ragging on the guy because he's a billionaire and I wish I was a billionaire. That's me ragging on the guy because he did something stupid mm-hmm. and it's objectively stupid. Uh, it is going to go down in business history. Uh, in I mean it's going to be one of the things they talk about a hundred years from now. In in business history uh just because that's not how you do that uh but his ego in fact the whole not taking just not paying the billion dollars and buying the company anyway that was ego by any objective measure at this point it would have obviously been very much more in his favor to just pay them the billion dollars to get out of the deal once he realized that it wasn't what he thought it was but he couldn't admit to himself that he made a mistake this is the flaw this is this is where his ego got in the way of his common sense he couldn't admit that he made a mistake and when he realized he was in a trap it was going to cost him a billion dollars he really wasn't going to be able to get out of paying the billion dollars to get out of the deal He said, well, fuck it, I'll buy it anyway then. Hmm. That is not the act of a super-intelligent multi-billionaire. That is the act of a six-year-old who has been told he can't have what he wants. I'm going to have it anyway. Yeah, And because this is the flaw with people like Musk, uh, to a certain extent with Trump too, is that no one has ever told them no. And made it stick. He just doesn't have a comprehension that no, there are things in the universe that you can't just will into being what you want by the force of your personality and your money and your money and all that. Uh, he basically had, you know, he he inherited the emerald mind. He founded PayPal now. Those of us who have used PayPal since the beginning remember the days when Ellen owned PayPal as being a hellscape because he didn't want to follow any of the rules. So you had them freezing people's accounts, and there was no consistent mechanism to get it back. Right when uh, the series Game of Thrones started uh, uh, airing on HBO, George R.R. Martin was in a huge argument with PayPal because they had frozen his account and he needed the money to pay his rent. That was his income at the time. That was before he was getting all the millions of dollars from the series revenue and all that. Yeah. I remember reading that. And PayPal was doing that to all kinds of people. And it was right around the time that Ellen departed that the regulators came in and said, Uh, you may not think of yourself as a bank, but if you walk like a bank, talk you know, quack like a bank and waddle like a bank, we're going to insist that you uh, adhere to the laws that regulate banks, which means that you have to pay interest on deposits and accounts. You have to have mechanisms for people to resolve disputes. You can't just decide you're going to keep somebody's money because of reasons.
1: Yeah, because fuck them. Okay,
0: you know, and that was a major change and that was right around the time when ellen left because ellen hates regulations right so ellen sold paypal and that's when he started Tesla or spacex i forget which one came first
1: zip two and then paypal but uh i think spacex first
0: yeah i think it was spacex first uh but he's never had the experience of actually being forced to eat his failure. He's always, you know, you know, in the case of PayPal, he slipped out before the regulators came in and told him how bad things were being fucked up and how different it was going to have to be. And dealing with PayPal nowadays is a much different experience. I still use it to this day. And it's like a bank, you know, I've got thousands of dollars in my PayPal account. It's, it's, you know, in a lot of cases it's very much the easiest way to buy something online
1: it's it's actually i didn't realize that the last year or so i like never really bought delivery i
0: don't think i've ever
1: regularly used a delivery service i mean i maybe ordered pizza like three times in my life (laughs) before i moved into my last apartment and then i would get shit-faced every thursday and i would And then I learned, I was like, well, you can order more than just pizza. I didn't know that Grubhub (laughs) and Uber Eats existed until, like, summer 2021. I was like, you can order fucking Taco Bell? And then it was, and then, you know, just getting shit-faced, and as per the White Claws, and it would, but no, the the point is, is that I realized, and I'd be fucked up playing video games, and I'd be like, I don't know my fucking debit card number. You can pay with PayPal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's connected my, go
0: for it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, also, if you want to buy anything from eBay, yeah. and it is way the hell easier to use PayPal. Uh and I buy a lot of stuff from eBay because they they're not the auction place anymore but they're the Chinese bazaar and they have a lot of electronics. You know, things like breakout boards and stuff and I use those the Wild if, if West Amazon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like if I want an HX711 load cell adapter breakout board uh I can hope that Amazon has someone who will have one for 10 bucks or I can buy five of them for $5 off eBay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you're not, you're
1: not wrong. Um, <clears throat> And then on the kind of, there is a weird thing that I, that I get is, uh, as always, I played, I play devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, saying like, you know, Musk or Trump or Biden, they're not stupid. I also have to clarify, because you do see this. The fierce defense of Elon or Bill Gates. Or even athletes. Much like Biden isn't stupid. Trump isn't stupid. Obama isn't stupid. You don't have to like them. They also don't need to be defended. So if I'm playing, (laughs) just for anyone listening, if I'm playing devil's advocate to Roger's criticism of Elon, I'm also, I'm also not a fanboy that's like, he's the voice of a... Again, I'm yeah. still buying in bulk and putting my groceries in my Civic in an apartment. <laughs> I'm not defending or criticizing anyone who is doing a lot better than me. So, yeah, I, I don't... Maybe, maybe this tanks Elon and he goes bankrupt. I don't well... give a shit in the same way I don't care what happens to someone else's podcast. I just don't
0: care. Well, don't forget, both Donald and Elon had the advantage of getting hundreds of millions of dollars from their For parents sure. and inheritance. Uh, it t- does take a special kind of stupid to blow that, particularly in you know in the way Donald did. The you know having had a friend who made two million dollars counting cards, I can look at what Trump did in the casino industry in Atlantic city in a very objective way Mm. and say, it was an incredibly stupid thing that a lot of 12 year olds could have avoided by doing math that most 12 year olds can do. And he didn't bother. And it was because of his ego. Is that familiar? Yeah, that is going to be both, you know, you know, so as Trump, 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 Trump managed to drive a casino empire that was functioning and profitable into the ground. Now, a casino, you know, a casino license is a license to print money. It takes a special kind of stupid to ignore the fundamentals so badly that you drive a casino into bankruptcy. Now, There were small joints when they started to expand on the Gulf Coast. There were little joints that did go into bankruptcy because they overextended themselves and all. But you're talking about someone who had a going concern. It was stable. And he blew it up by building a monument to his ego that there was no way the market could ever sustain. And Steve Wynn did the exact same thing 10 years later. That yeah, uh, with the Bellagio and the Beau Rivage. Gotcha. Uh, so you've got in both cases, these is this is this is special kind of stupid casino edition. Both men went into this going, this is a monument to my ego. It can be the Taj was going to be the bestest, most wonderfulest of them all. Price is no object. And what he didn't factor in is that the Atlantic Casino market is finite not only that it was shrinking everyone in the industry knew that mississippi was about to legalize gaming when he started building the taj now once mississippi starts having casinos on the gulf coast all them people from florida they don't need a yeah all right are they gonna go to the shithole atlantic, atlantic city city or fly out to vegas fuck no they're not so this was about to happen. Everyone knew it was about to happen, and he still overextended himself, building this thing with without paying any attention to how much it cost or whether the market cap, you know in, in that area could possibly make the payments on the loans. Steve Wynn did the exact same thing ten years later when he built the Bellagio and the and the Beau Rivage. He was, price is no object. We want hand-painted silk. We want hand-inlaid tiles. and The best of everything. There was actual gold leaf on the roof of the Bellagio. The roof or the ceiling? Well, the ceiling. Okay. okay. But you know, it wasn't like gold paint. No, yeah. they actually did gold leaf with actual gold.
1: Well, that's just retarded.
0: Yeah. Well, that was, and, and again, that was because Steve Wynn was like, the best of everything nothing that you know okay well you've got to make the loan payments now what happened to Wynn is he had a going concern he had the mirage he had the golden nugget he had treasure bay and those were profitable very profitable in fact you know they were the cadillac places to go in las vegas well he opens a Bellagio, which is admittedly nicer because he spent $2 billion building it. But on the other hand, all of the people he's attracting to it, he's attracting them from his other properties. So it started a war between his own properties to attract the big gamblers who could, you know, gamble enough to help them pay the bills. And it's like the market, in La- even in Las Vegas, the market is finite. And he just didn't take that into account. When he decided to build this thing and so he wasn't able to make the loan payments blah 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 this is about to happen to ellen he's not going to be able to make the loan payments what's going to happen then okay he's going to go into receivership because the saudi loans are backed by his tesla stock he's probably going to lose control of tesla the banks are going to take control of twitter he's going to be left probably about 50 billion dollars lighter than he was when he started this dumbass project. Oh no. <laughs> Which means he'll only have 150 billion dollars <laughs> instead of 200. I How know. the fuck will he get by? I know, he'll have to like, you know, go dumpster diving or something. But it it's but it's not the mark of, you know, like the superior man, the I you know that that's objectively stupid. D- Devil's advocate
1: (laughs) in comparison to other trust fund kids, and this is a big devil's advocate. This is a stretch. Mm -hmm. Trump and Elon are doing all right instead of being wrapped around a telephone pole with a dead hooker. That's not much of a compliment, but Elon is. If
0: I'm not so sure about Donald,
1: he still has at least, he still has at least. it, more than me, he still has at least a bill. I'm, I I'm talking. I'm talking relative to other trust. This is not. I a wouldn't big, be
0: too sure of that. I wouldn't be too. I wouldn't be too sure that he has a positive net worth. No one knows how much he owes to various people. In the it's, very low
1: bar of trust fund babies who are dead in a hotel in Monaco, still owning a house, even in appearance, <laughs> is a plus. It is not a big plus. If I am the nicest prisoner. That's not a great. That's not a big field of competition. <laughs> However, if I've only shanked one ombre this year, I might still be the nicest. I am doing yeah. this. I am saying this statement purely as a, an exercise of my own <laughs> devil's advocacy, plasticity. Uh,
0: the the main thing Trump has going for him at this point is that he still owns Mar-a-Lago. I mean, he, he in doesn't... relation
1: to dead trust fund kids. Mm-hmm
0: uh cuz uh Trump Tower is up in the air. I I I'm not sure that he can keep that. Uh he technically owns it now, but uh is he on the other one in New York, the one right next to the UN, or does he live in No, no, he lives in the
1: he lives in one in Midtown. There's another one, Trump World Tower. I always remember yeah. I loved the skyscrapers growing up. And there's another boxy one right next to the UN. I remember taking a tour when I was like 10 of one of the like the river or like the boat tours around Manhattan. And I remember yeah. them saying Derek Jeter lived...
0: I, I, don't, I don't know, but you know, Trump has a lot of real estate that is technically his at the moment. That isn't going to be his for very long because there's a lot of loans that are about to be called in. I'm going to look that up. And, uh, he'll probably keep Mar-a-Lago. That may end up being the only thing he owns outright, at the rate things are going.
1: Trump World Tower. I don't know if that one is if that one still is yeah it's right next door to the united nations
0: not important yeah but uh the you know the thing the thing is i i might have more money than donald trump maybe B- because because you know no one knows how much he owes and he keeps that a very careful secret it's one of the reasons that he apparently does not want some of this tax documentation coming out is that it might reveal that he isn't as rich as he claims. Do you know uh, in
1: 2016 I want to say it was 2016. I heard I was listening to an old Tim Dillon podcast from 2016 so I don't know if he was talking about something that at that time was in the past but Ann Coulter wanted to run for like, like mayor of some city somewhere and the reason she didn't <laughs> was because she would have had to legally disclose her age. Mm-hmm. That's what I get it. I get it. don't ask women, or I get it because maybe maybe she is maybe someone is 28 and they look older, and, you know, as a guy, you never want to you never guess if they're pregnant. You don't ever guess the age unless it is exceeding. <laughs> so they're in a wheelchair like don't, and they're, you know, on the deathbed. Don't assume they're over 21. They'll get angry. But that's a weird one because like she's no I don't think she's uh, not my type, but like she's. Clearly not like 18 or 28 or 30. She's, it's fine. You, we age. We're humans.
0: That That's kind of a, that was a weird one. Well, that's another instance of vanity sure. getting in the way of living your life. Uh, Again, I, if AOC didn't want to declare her
1: age, what is she? 29, 30, 31, yeah, 30, I think whatever it's, the fuck.
0: I want to say 29. But,
1: I get yeah. it. Maybe because she's, she's hot. Maybe she still wants to come across as 28 and she's actually... I get it. Women can hold on to that. I get it. She
0: actually doesn't... uh, I I don't think she has a problem with people knowing her age. I think she's disclosed it. Hypothetically. Yeah. If she didn't, I'd kind of
1: get it. You're still young enough. You can pull it off. But it's an odd one if you are clearly not 28. You know? You and I aren't... We're not... I'm not telling people... I'm not... Maybe I'm still in college. No, I'm not. I graduated ten years ago. It's whatever.
0: Yeah, and I look fifty-eight. I'm... You look beautiful, and I <laughs> won't hear Roger. I won't hear another fucking word of it. But I, I, but I will tell you, my wife has always looked a lot younger than she is. Uh so uh, you know, and she's six years older than I am, and I she does not mind people knowing that she'll be retirement age next year. That's it happens right but when she was in her 40s we were in the you know getting on the boat the copa casino in gulfport and this kind of hefty female black security guard beelines us and totally ignores me goes to her it's like miss i need to see your id and elaine burst out laughing and the guard just backs up a bit. All right. If you're over 40, I don't want to know. And Elaine just burst out laughing again. Good Lord. <laughs> and the guard just like, all right, all right, all right, just get on the boat. Because, <laughs> <laughs> cause yeah, she when, when she was in her early 40s, she could have passed for late 20s, early 30s with no problem. Wow. And uh, to this day... Well, she started, you know, having to do some of the cosmetic stuff to keep it up. But, you know, she, she'll tell you the, the first thing that gets in the way of it is what happens to your face. Uh, you, you develop start developing the lines and all. You can't really hide that. But uh, she could still pass for being 15 or 20 years younger than she is. You know, in her 60s, she could be easily pass for being in her 40s. My mom, just the physical exercise
1: she does. It is still mm. fucking. It. My mom will still get out and go swim ten miles, or go go <laughs> run. My mom's sixty four. My mom will get out in the middle of the fucking summer. I'm not, dude. I'm not. Exa- She'll go for a ten mile run. It's, it's insane. I do remember working. Either at, of us are doing that. Neither you nor me. This isn't even like <laughs> Roger. You ain't doing that. Hey, <laughs> and neither am I. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah, I do remember that at the liquor store. Every once in a while, you'd like idea woman and they'd giggle. But I was like, not trying to like flirt. I was like, I, was, like, I genuinely don't fucking know how old this woman is. And this is not <laughs> my store. I'm getting minimum wage. I am not trying to be the, you know, the butt of some sting. Um, But I think I've got Dale in like 10 minutes. So um, there's a point I want to bring up. I don't remember what I was. I don't know if we have enough time to flush it out. Do you think that, so just just like, you know, parties, like we might be seeing like the devolution of one party and it's kind of weird because it does happen, but it's weird living through it. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you think that we are seeing, are we reaching like a point of wealth aggregation where Elon Musk or Jeff
2: Bezos?
1: I wonder if we are going to start to see them Start becoming more than just rich people, and then I'm not for or against. Them. This is just an observation. But I feel like we are reaching a point where it's no longer just ridiculous. We just Google, you're with your friends, and you Google, you like richest man in the world. Holy shit! It does seem like we're reaching a point where the fact that he is free enough to just, if Twitter sinks. He'll still be a. He'll only have 150. <laughs> we are reaching a weird point where it's like, how long until they buy a Blackwater or a Wagner mm-hmm. or build their own PMC? And then when they start, you know, look at like those artificial islands off the coast of Dubai. How long until like until you create your own landmass or like space? Do you just leave? Like, yeah. Are we reaching a point where it's like, are That's we? That's Elon Musk's new...
0: explicitly stated goal.
1: Exactly and then when you tie in transhumanism and the amount of money it this used to be pipe dreams and then Ray Kurzweil talk about it but as we're starting to see it's like no longer would they just it's a scientist who's like i made it i made a bacteria that eats plastic as we're going to start reaching this new world where it's like yeah no i just decided to you know turn off senescence in my liver are we going to start to see a speciation of the wealthy like a truly separation
0: well we might uh see them turned into dinner i mean (laughs) that uh it's it's one of those another one of those things that's happened periodically throughout history and the uh the rich have spent the entire 19th and 20th centuries having uh all of the restraints that are put on them removed Mm. those restraints are put on them for a reason because it's not good to have all of the money in your society falling toward this black hole in Ten the middle people. of it. Yeah. Yeah, you because know, money has a gravitational attraction. You know, it attracts <laughs> it more money. And uh the whole thing about the antitrust acts, about having the highest, you know, the maximum income tax rate be 90%. That was all about making sure that nobody got that powerful. And the people who put those rules into place had good reasons. But what happens is those reasons work long enough that we forget why those reasons worked. And then when someone tries to take the rules away, we're like,
2: that's yeah, yeah. true.
0: That sounds reasonable. It's
1: Teddy Roosevelt. Jack. That was pre-World War
0: One. So yeah, it's like, well, the world isn't like that anymore, but people are. And and, and financial laws are. Yeah. So it's uh Yeah, we're we're approaching a point where it's going to become more and more intolerable that so much wealth is concentrated into the hands of so few people. Uh, this generation, you know, Gen Z, uh, what do they call the... I
1: think well, Gen Z, that's the youngest. Gen Z
0: is the youngest. Uh, they have seen their prospects for the future collapse. Hmm. And much of the reason for that is that the wealth that used to be spread out through the middle class has been hoarded by people like Elon musk uh and it's not being distributed anymore it doesn't trickle down the guy who came down, up with that back in the 80s admitted in the 90s oh yeah well that was just bullshit that we made up so we could do whatever we wanted that was you know the guy who coined that phrase for ronald Reagan said that in an interview do you,
1: do you know was it exxon i think it was exxon or bp do you know they invented the term carbon footprint mm-hmm So that subconsciously you would view it as your burden and not theirs. Yeah,
2: doesn't
0: mean it's
1: it's entirely false. You do have a carbon foot, but I just along those lines.
0: Well, thank you, thank you, Edward Bernays, for inventing propaganda. Uh, (laughs) He's a good man. I'm kidding. Uh, That was a joke. Yes he's one of the most evil people in human said history. He actually. had he had a great he had a great
1: I know I know that's why it was a joke. He had he had a he had a it's like my friend texted me the other day, you know uh, Marvin Hemer, a uh Killdozer. Hmm. You're aware of that story? You know that story not I'm Killdozer happened in like the nineties. Oh. Marvin Hemer, was some dude out in the Midwest and uh a, a long line of, of 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 government regulation kind of fucked his small like whatever fact Oh
0: wait he, the guy who did who got, built armored a bulldozer oh,
1: uh, built the armored again.
0: bulldozer? okay yeah Bulldoze, i do bulldozer. i remember that and
1: yeah. uh and it's again an, a a weirdly tribal thing where some people are completely against the guy going on a rampage you know
0: weird and some are like you go guy you go they some wouldn't be pe- like some
1: people just like observe it and like laugh If only
0: like, i had the balls to do that
1: well people always <laughs> look at i think his quote was i'm just a reasonable man driven to unreasonable things which
0: Great quote, sure.
1: But that can also be co-opted. I personally think Emayer was a
0: uh, Where have I heard something like that before? Hmm. Hmm. Oh, I'm mad as hell and I'm not gonna take it anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or uh in
1: a little more guttural, abrupt German voice. Um Well, but you do
0: remember that the the movie that gave network. Yeah, right? network, yeah, Network, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but
1: uh what was I gonna say? You know, in terms of just making jokes my buddy texted me a, a kill dozer lego set and it was like <laughs> you can do it too and i and i and he always he, he always he's and i texted him back i just said a reasonable man driven to unreasonable things and he said just like adolph and mao and i always love that i always just, <laughs> reasonable men but um no i think the line from bernays was uh pr is just propaganda is just reworded mm. propaganda. No, PR is propagandized propaganda.
0: Yeah. P- no, 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 this Pub- isn't propaganda. <laughs> Public relations is the propaganda term for propaganda because it's propaganda brilliant. got it's a, a bad name.
1: It's like, it's this weird like meta theme. It's the reflection of the reflection. It's like, no, it's not, it's not propaganda. It's PR. And it's like, that is propaganda. Calling uh-huh. it propaganda. It's it's
0: calling and, it PR is propaganda. <laughs>
1: and, I, and I fucking like that. I don't I like I don't love it, but like I do love the ingenuity of demons like it's I I think they're bad people, but Mm -hmm. there is something that from an objectively just removed watching it like I watch a sports game that I'm not involved in or invested in. There is something I do find interesting about watching someone like I will never they're evil. But I will never not watch with some sort of intrigue a documentary about like the 08 financial CEOs. Mm-hmm. They're all baked to a crisp with fake tans. They've all got the <laughs> white white cufflinks. They've all got a pearl white Bentley with veneers. They've got just a big fake smile and a gold, and they're all just wrinkly and grilled. And they all just look the same, just like mass produced, testifying in front of Congress. But there is something about it's like they did climb to the top. They're demons and I don't respect them and they're evil. And to, to date, none of them have been punished. Yeah. But in terms well, of just a movie character, <laughs> there is something. I don't like evil, but you, it doesn't mean you're not intrigued by be, the Nazgul or the Eye of Sauron. You
0: know can what I'm be saying? charming. Evil can be charming. Even just interesting. Mm-hmm. It's not not interesting. Well, think about this. Who wore it better? Sigmund Freud wanted to improve the world and as much as he was wrong about a lot of stuff that we, you know, we know nowadays he did all this research, wrote these monographs, trying to come up with a way for people to heal and improve themselves mm-hmm. and he sends his papers to his relative Edward who goes you know, I think we could make some serious money with this shit <laughs> it's, but there's something about
1: the human simulation that you kind of have to love just how evil it is like there is something because we also do a lot of beautiful things but and again they should all you know all the evil should be hung till they're dead but there is something <laughs> impressive i watched an episode i watched an interview the well you know
0: episode. you know what that is tommy that's the story that's what makes it an interesting story. Yes, that's the fucking it's, the in, the interesting character in any story is the bad guy. Yeah, in the future, like a thousand years
1: from now, and like there's no such thing as hunger or even like biological food, and we're all in like a state of equilibrium and no pain. Go buy *Metamorphosis* or *Prime Intellect*. You eventually look back and you go, "God, those were some characters," you know. Like,
0: <laughs> it it is wild, you yeah. know. Like, like I kind of. Like I I'm, mean, that's my that's my book. You know, there are no good characters in Mopi. Every character in Mopi is objectively evil to some extent. Yes, either inadvertently or deliberately. You know, it, it's and and but it is also the story of humanity that people like this shape the world that we live in. So again, it's like. I mean, it's like it was a dick move for Carolyn to destroy the universe. It is,
1: but like you, you can't. <laughs> you, it's almost like viewing the really bad times in your life, and you kind of fondly smile and go, "Those built character, and they made you, made me who I am." Mm-hmm. Now, if you went, I, well, here's my time machine. Do you want? I'd say, get the fuck away from me. If you had, I look back and it's like I started the podcast living above my parents' garage, working at a liquor store, and my senile dog was barking, and I'm locked in the house because there's a pandemic and there's riots across the city, and Trump's on Twitter. I look back at it and go, That really was the cauldron of the podcast. And someone went, Do you want to go back to February? I'd put a gun in your head and I'd say, Stay away from me. I like where I am now. In that same way, we sort of have a the luxury of looking at evil from a distance through both time and space that you can kind of admire it for the demon that it is. You go, well, of course Jordan Belfort, the Wolf of (laughs) Wall Street did all that. You don't, you don't want to meet him. You don't want him to be dating. You don't want his wife to be your sister,
2: but
0: there is, you definitely don't want him handling your money. No, but (laughs) if I can just go watch it on a movie,
1: yeah, I don't want to go watch a movie about Mother Teresa. I want to watch Jordan Belfort. <laughs> so, like, that that's a weird thing. Then, like, why are, are we drawn to it? Because it's taboo? Because we know we shouldn't be doing that? Is it because it's, you know, it wouldn't be attractive? I guess it, it wouldn't be attractive if the average person was evil. I think because well, most people it's... are good, that's
0: yeah it's the source of drama it's the thing that most of us aren't ever going to be it gives us a chance to explore that vicariously and and ask what would we actually do that if we were in that situation and if not why not yeah Uh, all right you know does that make this person bolder uh does you know he do i have inhibitions that are holding me back that he didn't or is it because he's straight up evil motherfucker. And I'm a better person than he is. Yeah. Either way, you know, that, you know, the stories of people like that are, you know, uh, they take us out of our ordinary experience and show us how the world is made into what it is by people who are at the pivot points. And sometimes those are bad people. Sometimes those are good people who get in over their heads and, don't realize how it's turning sour on them. Yeah. But all of those are, you know, that's, I mean, this is something the ancient Greeks even figured out is that you don't have a story without drama and conflict. Yeah. And the reason that I didn't, I wasn't able to write Mopey until 1994, even though I had the foundational idea in 1982 was I couldn't find the source of conflict that would make it a story. And once I did, it was truly awful. Well, it's like,
1: it's like <clears throat> I used to play Sim City and I'd build like the perfect city.
0: Let me guess, you tortured your Sims. Yeah, of course. But like, I'd always
1: build my own mountain with my own like military fortification. And then I would just rule the peons, and it was always it was a fun challenge to see like could you make a functioning city, like could you with water and trash removal and taxes and whatever it's a fun puzzle. But once you start to get it all under wraps and you have good trade with your neighbors and the bridges are good and it's fun and it's all oh, boring. And then you hit save as, and you remove the police department. <laughs> You get rid of the regulators. Maybe something happens at the fission power plant. Mm -hmm. What happened? Really, that's what's
0: happened. Really, that's what's happened to our society. When you say you you get rid of the regulators, that happened to us. Yeah. That's what we're living through.
1: And so I would play the game. And what happens when riots do take? What happens when I shut down the prisons? And it would just go insane. And then I would have fun trying to get it back on track because it was like, Mm -hmm. how good am I at the game? And sometimes it was fucked and I just had to go back to an earlier save. And sometimes you (laughs) could bring in like the military and then you could scale it down to the cops and then you could actually get it back on track. Yeah, But you work so hard to get to a point of utopian equilibrium. And then when you get there, you go, this is fucking boring. And you Mm -hmm. throw a wrench into the gear. And it's like, is that the is that the the ape in us that will never be removed? That's like, hey, it's looking good. We've got we've got the industrial well, revolution, the agriculture. Look how po-
0: look how popular disaster
1: movies are. Exactly.
0: 2012, exactly. 2012, the day after tomorrow. Day after tomorrow. Yeah. San uh, Andreas. Yeah. It it's the. Uh, I remember seeing the Towering Inferno in a theater, in the seventies, and. That was almost a Star Wars moment because it was the first movie of its uh, It was the first modern disaster movie, and you know it was that was Irwin Allen invented the form, and it was like, yeah, let's take all these people who are minding their business and living their lives, and just throw a fucking cluster bomb, into light their them lives. on fire, <laughs> literally. literally
1: in that movie. Why can't you turn away from a fucking video nine eleven? You can't yep. not look at videos of. You would think something as reprehensible as people jumping into their deaths, it has fifty million views. You can still go mm-hmm. back and find them. Nine eleven jumpers, the most they're like the most viewed videos. The that bomb in Beirut that went off, like
0: yeah, it's horrible. You can't stop watching it. It is like a weird. I don't know. Well, and part of it, I think, is also testing ourselves psychologically. It's like, well, if this did happen, how would I react? Would I react better than these characters? Would I just go hide under the bed until the building got crushed and I die? Or, you know, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So it's, it kind of allows us to face these things without actually facing them and dying, as -hmm. we would probably do. And uh, there's a a lot of theory behind that in some circles. Uh, But yeah, it's uh, definitely a big part of the human condition. Uh, I'm looking at the clock. Do you have Dale waiting in the wings?
1: Yeah, no. Dale's supposed to show up. He hasn't showed up, so I'd say we just keep shooting the shit. All if right. you're down, with it? I'm down with yeah. it. I don't. I'm fucking. You, <laughs> you know, most other people, I'd be like, "Where are they?" But uh Delta Force Dale isn't exactly not punctual, so I would imagine something has happened, or, or he got uh, a call from the president, and Dale is a uh, Halo <laughs> jumping into Beijing right now. Both are on the table. Dale might have yes. fallen asleep. He might be trying to kill the president of China. I don't know. They're, they are literally they are both equally plausible. I actually don't know. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So it's like a uh, because like Rogan said it about. Um, who the fuck is it? the little Irish fighter, Conor McGregor. I say little, he could beat the, he, he could kill me, <laughs> whatever. I don't fucking, I don't care. Um, and someone was criticizing him. They're like, he's such a good fighter, but they're like, he's got all this money. He's wearing chain or it's like Floyd Mayweather. One of his, like one of his muscle men always has a double bag with a million dollars. And it's like, mm. why do you got to have that? How come he, he can't just be the best point guard in the NBA. You also got to have tattoos from your eyebrows to your toes but Rogan said it. he's like but that's part of the the character is it's not just enough that you're like a multiple belt winning boxer you also have your name tattooed on you and you're covered in gold it's part of the aura yeah. of it's not just enough that you're the gold medal boxer you're also sitting on a pile of gold with a chrome lamborghini it's supposed to be <laughs> gross right it's supposed to be another level and I yeah. think that's I think we like our characters. If we're gonna, if I'm gonna have a podcast studio, it's gonna be a. But if you think, a, if you think a, a about a that nightclub,
0: yeah. If you think about that, think about how small scale that is compared to someone like uh, Elon. You know, it's like so. You've got the gold chain and the tats and all this and all, but then look at Elon by Twitter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can I can blow fifty billion dollars and still be one of the richest people in the world. But I
1: think it's the <laughs> fucking archetype. Yeah, my rockets are going to keep landing, and the DoD is going to keep paying me. <laughs> Fuck Floyd Mayweather yes. with a million in cash. I bought Twitter, and it failed. Whatever. Yeah, I'm
0: watching another car from my I company. I didn't think it orbit. should work the way it was. So yeah, whatever. Yeah, and and oh oh oh, and he's knocking down that town in Texas around his rocket but testing what, place. But that's what I mean. It's like. <laughs>
1: No, it's not good. And if I lived in that town, I'd probably be angry. I'd probably be a. Ang- it's, it's like China. Like, I don't agree with the two million Uyghurs in, in concentration camps or the Foxconn factories with nets outside of the windows so they don't jump to their death because they're assembling silicon wafers for a penny an hour. <laughs> that being said, it's a great story for a great empire. Like, it's it ain't good, but it's a billion and a half people working themselves to death. Man, did you see the, the like a week or two ago when G won his third term and like during the communist meeting? So like during the meeting, yeah. the former leader, the security services came in and escorted him out. And none of that shit happens by accident. So you know that was for opting. He's like this old guy sitting next to G and like the equivalent of the secret service came in while they're all clapping and they tap on them and they grab them by the arms and they remove that'd be like, if at the inauguration (laughs) Biden had Obama like arrested and it's like, that's evil. That guy's probably dead now, but man, it's, it's great. It's like, if it's going to be an evil empire, like you, you have to have that. He's she's the third term president remove you and the thing is is no one even no one even acknowledges it's happening
0: yeah i mean who's everybody's favorite character in the star wars franchise it's darth vader that's what
1: i mean right and it's like w- when it's here and it's happening yeah we gotta go bomb the fucking the the fuhrer bunker and arrest all that Well, actually bring all the nazis back here and give them jobs but and for the lore <laughs>
2: we we
1: gotta kill most of them but even that even that No, that's what you want for the empire is you want the real story to be like, so did America. We just hung them all. No, it's a lot sexier. No operation paperclip. We brought them all back here and then went to the moon. Like we, we, we want it.
0: We don't want it, but we want it. Well, what do you want? What you want is the technicians.
1: You don't want, and you would be a a great lawyer for Curtis LeMay who, who spearheaded this <laughs> you'd say this isn't about nazis this isn't about eugenics we just want the day we got to know how to build the rockets they have the like, technical know-how right if it is april 1945 and it's you and me and we're cl- actually it was the red army and we're closing in on the fucking bunker you want them all dead you're liberating the concentration camps you want to kill every last nazi motherfucker there is of course but once they're all dead and you have the luxury of looking at it in hindsight and they're all gone there is something kind of alluring about, like, but then the predecessor to the CIA brought them all over here so we could go to the moon. It's like, mm-hmm. you want that to be true. If it didn't happen, well, you'd yeah. wish it did happen.
0: What is it? Well, they, they had all this technology that they had been developing. I'm just like, we wanted that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it was just the technology and not the fact I that mean, we also kind of liked what they were doing. Not well, us. That I, was... mean the, I mean, the demons at the helm.
0: Yeah, well there was that too. there, I mean, there were well, obviously people oh I mean there were people all through World War Two on our side who thought we were you know, funding them. Yeah. They they they, they liked Bush. They, they liked the Nazis. They were like They oh, helped their the eyes. <laughs>
1: George Bush's grandfather yeah. was like, Yeah, give him some money. No, like <laughs> it's
0: too it's too bad the Japanese screwed these guys by bombing Pearl Harbor because they were our, you know, friends before Yeah. This. So they 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 put their finger in the air, saw
1: the winds was changing, and were like, hey, listen, we gotta do the Nuremberg trials. They knew how to pivot. Those demons mm-hmm. knew how to pivot. It doesn't make it good. It's fucking great that the yeah. DuPont family, the Remingtons was it the Rockefellers or the Carnegie's or the descendants of them got together and tried to hire Smedley Butler to take 300,000 troops who were rioting about their bonuses. They still hadn't been paid since world war one, 15 years later in 1933, they went to Smedley with $500,000 in gold and said, Hey, we're going to march on the white house, remove FDR and make you King. Yet that's a great story. It thank God didn't happen. (laughs) But it's a great story.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So it's a... In real life, we don't want it to happen. And when there is evil, we want to squash it. But once it's safely killed and hung or employed and smuggled back to America, tomato tomato, then you can look back at it. Much. Well, I mean, let's
0: face it. Once Werner and his felons were back over here, they were not accidentally hitting London anymore. Yes. We put their skills to much better use doing yes. more interesting stuff so yeah. or less bad stuff. So I don't know what the what the you know I'm I'm realizing I'm going there's really no thesis to what I'm saying. Well what you're talking about is drama. Yeah. I mean you're talking about the essence of what makes a story. And and yes and I would it,
1: like for the lawyer in the future case to really take <laughs> in what Roger's saying now. Because he is retroactively <laughs> my defense.
0: Yeah, well, it, I mean, I wrote The Metamorphosis of Prime Intellect, for God's sake. So I had destroyed the universe twice in one sixty thousand word book. I don't <laughs> want to give a spoiler <laughs> alert. But yeah,
1: what do they do when they have everything that they've ever wanted?
0: Yeah, uh, and, and so that uh, was one of those things when it came over me, I was like, oh, my God. That was like, you know, it was like all of a sudden it went from, it was literally like a moment in time when I had no idea how this story could possibly be ended to I woke up with this vision in my head and it's like, oh, that's how it ends. Everyone goes fucking insane. That's a happy. <laughs> but on on the other hand, you have uh, it's like uh, a lot of the early Christian mystics. Uh, believed that the reason that God made the world the way that it is was that in the early going, when God made the angels, that uh, it was boring, you know, and they they were too perfect. They didn't have anything to struggle against. So God made the world like it is so that humans would have something to struggle against in order to give us something to do so it wouldn't be boring and obvious and that's didn't make it into the bible as it was constituted at the council of nicaea but it was part of the early mysticism of several of the cults and it did sur- that idea did survive in some venues uh the you know it, it, it's you know now that is like we're, we're getting to book of job levels of god is evil of, of, in, in <laughs> tribulations
1: yeah but <laughs> I don't know. I kind of look at it like. It's like the paradox of my. Like in college, not drinking, not smoking, working out every day, meditating every day and, and studying 12 hours a day for a distant goal, all the while knowing deep down inside I was miserable and then taking several years after I graduated and after my brother died to indulge all of those pleasures and realizing it was miserable and coming full circle and realizing that truly the happiest I've ever been is now I do all the same things I did in college. I wake up, I work out, I meditate, I read books all day and I do podcasts and I work my ass off and I don't drink or smoke anymore. The difference is. I, I know that this is just a, a drama, whereas in pre-med, I truly thought that was my life is work. Now I accept that I'm doing a dance. Yeah. I know this is just a dance and that I can leave anytime I want, but I like the grind. I like working towards it.
0: Yeah, there's uh a... oh shit. There's a song that's on. Well, well, basically it's like you reach a point when you realize that you are an actor playing yourself in the drama of life.
1: And, and what, and once you realize you are an actor, It doesn't make it any less fun. Just enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Right. Just. When I was little, I used to get so sad during like (laughs) snowstorms during Christmas break because I knew it was going to (laughs) end. And it was like a crisis that you shouldn't be going through as a seven year old. Yeah, but I was, I vividly remember sitting on a plane and looking at a Lego magazine and wondering, why should I save up my money for any of these Legos? Because I'm just going to die one day. <laughs> and finally, <laughs> as I've gotten older, I've realized that, yeah, one day the podcast will be a thing of the past. But I have no illusions about that. Just like my life will be. I'm just enjoying the dance while I'm here. I know that the Christmas break doesn't last forever, that it's one day. But now, instead of going to a land, I just, even at 32, even last Christmas, at th- I still just, I truly enjoyed the Christmas tree and the ornaments and the Christmas carols that I fucking hate. I <laughs> loved it all because I just accepted it for what it was. And I enjoyed that it was fleeting and that mm-hmm. it was here. And that's kind of how I feel now is, it's that being an actor and it's fine. Yeah. You know, there's a green room. That doesn't make the movie any less fun.
0: One of the things that's been strange for me uh, as I reach this age, because I've been doing the same thing for almost 40 years for work, uh, is the number of things that I built that have become obsolete and been taken out of service. And sometimes I've replaced them and sometimes they've been, oh yeah, we took your shit out 10 years ago because you know it was totally obsolete. I'm like, well, that's why you haven't Bothered me with any service call requests lately. That's, but it's, but it's strange because it's like you look at something you did that you put all this work into, uh and you were so proud of it in the day, and just the inexorable march of technology has made it obsolete. And mm-hmm. maybe I get to redo it. Maybe someone else redoes it. Maybe it's not worth redoing at all because it's not a function anyone needs anymore. But it's. It it it's happening more and more often, <laughs> and uh, it's taken a little getting used to, uh, be, you know, because it's like you know, it's like you know, I I remember it's like, yeah, man, I spent two months building this thing back in two thousand eight,
2: yeah,
0: and now it's in a dumpster. So, uh, but on the other hand, someone used it for ten years. Yeah. So I look at it that way. Uh, you know, if, if, if no one ever uses it at all, then it was a waste. Someone uses it. But if someone uses it for five or ten years and right. it's functioning for them, then, yeah, it's like, but, it, you know, they're going to come out with different equipment. I've had a lot of things going out now because the instrument that I used to do a lot of stuff during the 90s and aughts was itself obsoleted. And so as those fail, there's no replacement parts for them. And so they're coming to me because I built the original thing. And the first thing they're asking is, why did this happen? I'm like, I didn't have any control over what Avery Waitronics did. It's like they decided to discontinue the instrument and the replacement is not exactly compatible. So it needs to be redeveloped as if it's a new project. And sometimes they just say, "Okay, here's a purchase order. And sometimes they're like, yeah, we don't think so. You know, it's, it, then some customers are wonderful and some customers are assholes. That's another thing you learn. It's,
1: <laughs> I will get the first episodes of this podcast on a MacBook. And then around episode 50, I turned the, the MacBook around and 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 had it facing the wall. And I put the flag behind me and I assembled this chair. And then around episode three hundred, I got this microphone and a better webcam remember, and some lighting. Yeah, I remember be- that. Yeah, and then I started. And then I put black bed sheets on either side of the flag, so it looked more, you know, kind of one one solid background instead of a weird, uh, just drywall. And then I moved to the new apartment and I got the sound tiles. And then
2: mm-hmm.
1: moved from the MacBook to the iMac, and then from that to the, the scary camera and then i had that one and then that was for a while and now i have and then i went from uh, an xbox to a gaming pc and then i moved entirely and now i've got this whole room of with neon lighting and i've got two chairs and i've got a huge flat screen and and it's this whole thing and it's cool and i'm in downtown and it's like i got a gym in the building and it's like you know I can't really be sad when one era comes to an end because like I love it for that era and (laughs) there's Mm -hmm. nothing I love more than like working towards the next one. So even though this place I'm still in like the honeymoon with this place, I'm already like, what is the next studio look like? That doesn't mean to not be grateful and not love what you have where you are but just acknowledge it for what it is. I, I love and I'm going to love this place and we're going to do hundreds of episodes here and it's, it will soon be right now it's still very new. Eventually it will be. The old apartment was new. Eventually yeah. I ended up doing more podcasts in the old apartment than I did in my parents' house. So it kind of became the new home. Mm-hmm. If I do more than 500 and uh uh 62 no, I did 572 episodes in the old apartment. If I do more than 572 here, this will be the new home and that's beautiful and that's great. And then eventually a fucking move, maybe out to a nuclear bunker somewhere, whatever.
0: Yeah. You got to grow into it, break it in where it works. All that. And then
1: eventually we'll reach a point where right now, the only thing I don't like is the washer dryer. (laughs) And in two years, that
0: does sound like a pain in the ass. Kind
1: of is in two years. I guarantee you, I will start to hate every part of this place. And I was, I remember when I first realized the washer dryer was fucked. I realized I wasn't even angry. I just saw it as like the first birthmark or blemish on like the honeymoon. If it was perfect, it wouldn't be right. Exactly. And I got to have flaws. And, but then I realized I didn't hate it. I was like, yes, that's the first perfect. I assembled this table. That's also part of the drama. Yes. Three days ago, I assembled this brand new table right out of the box. And I was putting screws in the bottom of it, and I wasn't paying attention, and I punched a hole right through the fucking thing, screwing (laughs) it. And there's a huge chunk taken out of it, and I'm still angry at it, and I'm going to fill it in with some filler or whatever. (laughs) But there's a beauty in it, because it's
0: fucked, right? Well, it's yours now. It's mine now. No one has a table exactly like that. Exactly. Exactly
1: these neon lights are cool and futuristic. There will reach a day when I don't want these fucking nightclub lights here anymore. (laughs) And like, that doesn't make this a better studio than the old one. And it doesn't make it worse than the next one. It just means it is what it is. Mm -hmm. And that, that clip right there is what I will eventually be explaining to some sort of congressional committee about (laughs) why I'm a good person. And this is just a pod that Roger will be
0: my lawyer and see, see, he didn't really mean to incite violence yeah. he didn't I, I can't actually be your lawyer because pretending to be a lawyer when you don't have a law degree is illegal but we'll i can be a consultant you're smart
1: you'll you'll pass the bar you'll do what needs to be done when i'm on trial under the patriot act <laughs> <laughs> if, i'll be on i'll be under investigation from a fisa court one day i don't know how um, maybe i do know how actually but Actually, with that, hold on. Roger, let's wrap this one up. I don't know where Dale is. So Dale's probably off off killing a state official somewhere. So yeah, we could have done a reading. We didn't I know. know. Well, well,
2: let's wrap this one up, and uh, I, I will tell you. Hold on. So uh, everybody go buy the book, and uh